Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Fun fact about Antonio T. Smith Jr. It is a known fact that he is a pastor of a church but what is not known is there is a photo floating around of antonio t smith jr dressed as jesus (laughs) wig robe everything i think he even had the thorn the thorn crown in blood i'm not so sure but i but the picture is definitely floating around he had on a lace front wig, ladies. Terrible. You know what that is. He had on a lace front ri- wig. A terrible idea while you being professional. <laughs> With the robe. Another fun fact about Antonio T. Smith Jr. This episode is brought to you by the Bureau of Dominant Speakers. Are you a speaker, trainer, or coach and looking to get maximum exposure, master your skills, and learn how to create products that generate a residual income? The Bureau of Dominant Speakers is the program for you. Antonio T. Smith Jr. gives you exposure to his network of 2.5 million people, as well as teach you everything he knows that retired him at the age of 29 on speaking alone, how to create products that generate a residual income for you, as well as how to brand and market yourself as a master speaker. 
For more information, click the second link in the show notes description. Thank you for rocking with the Secret to Success podcast. It's been a while. Y'all been hanging with me. I sure appreciate you. You know who I am, Antonio T. Smith Jr. in the place. That's it, man. Listen, I appreciate all the love I'm getting. Thank you very much for even making me a community in the first place. That's a really big deal. I appreciate all the downloads and keeping me consistently in the top 100 out of in iTunes as a whole or as a category. This is a really, really big deal for me to even be here. I do this podcast to give you absolute value and give away almost every single thing for free so you can have it. If you dig what I do, send me some good vibes, send me some good energy, rate it, do whatever you want to do. Drop me a comment, text me 409-500-1546. Again, that's 409-500-1546. I love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. And I give away a lot of free stuff in that text community. So I love you. I appreciate you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. All right, we are live. Somebody tell me what chapter we're on, although I know. Three. I, I can't. Okay, I heard him. He's in the place. I see him. I don't see. Oh, you have a microphone. I can see you again. Supposed to be on chapter eight. All right. <clears throat> Supposed to be on chapter eight. Tempest, are we on chapter eight? Okay, Tempest nods her head yes, so we get to be on chapter eight. All right. <clears throat> what is chapter eight about? Decision, the mastery of procrastination. All right. So we're going to have a very good class today. However, Michelle brought up. The secret to think and grow rich. I actually got that in week one. I said there's a secret to this book. I said there's a secret to this book. And everyone said, yeah, okay, what is it? Y'all was having a good time trying to guess it. And now, this is the first time it's been brought back up. And many a weeks. Many a weeks. Yes, yes. So, she thinks she's figured out what the secret to thinking grow rich is. Well, actually, I think it's two parts. Okay. I think the first part is the secret is whatever it is you need it to be in these six steps. You can have five steps and you're missing the sixth step, the sixth step, or you're missing the first step. But if you go back and reread it, you grow. Each time that you read the book, or each time you take over the steps. So, to me, it could be whatever it is that you need it to be, whatever you're lacking, and you reread the book, you reread the book, mm -hmm. and you grow more each time. You find something new every time you read it. So we can. So we can sum that up in by saying the secret is repetition. Yes. Constantly repeating the information. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thoughts. I'm not saying that's wrong. She was brave enough to guess the secret of the book. 
Rip Jazz is pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. I, I can't. You, you, you. I kind of. I halfway I was see. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because he's holding the mic, but he didn't use it, so he's kind of like transparent. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him. Okay, good. Yes, we got someone online who wants to dab at the secret. either one of these answers which are co-signing one another. So once I give them both a hand. Yes, that is pretty good. Proud of you both. <coughs> Proud of you both. Let's see. So I've got no problem with that answer at all. I don't think it's repetition. <laughs> However, but you may not need it to be repetition. It may need it may mean whatever you need it to be. For me, it's repetition. Okay, and that, that's possible. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, we clap again. That's good. Yeah, no, seriously. Now, I most certainly wouldn't tell you repetition is wrong because repetition would be a part or a byproduct of what I believe the secret is. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. Good. Okay, so this is this is chapter eight, which means principle seven, then, right? Yes. Okay. Remember, I've been reading this book since two thousand eight, the original version, and so I'm always behind you guys. One great, 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 great. Tell me. Oh, let's talk about this secret one more time. Remember, if you desire the secret. You already have the first half of it. The other half would jump out at you. So think about, I mean, you could say repetition because the little girl that needed 50 cents repeatedly told her uncle, okay, I need that 50 cent, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, that story changed my life. And of course, there is something about that that you can say a whole lot about that. <clears throat> I can tell you what. I have always told you what I think the secret is. And I've taught every last one of you that, especially if you are mentored or coached by me. I've taught you all. Every day. I will tell you that. So, any more? Okay, so here's, how, here's what I want to do. I'm going to read for well let's let's do it this way. I'm going to read for you <coughs> a few things from my long running notes of the book. Lack of decision, procrastination is on top of the list of reasons of failure. Anybody disagree with that? <coughs> so what I'm going to do is I am going to read for you my notes and we're going to dialogue about it. And then, after we're done, 
you pick out, or you can pick out some quotes while I read for you the notes that back it up or something that you want to say, well, this or that. And then we'll do more quotes as well. <clears throat> Make sense? So is lack of decision or procrastination, in fact, is lack of decision and procrastination the same thing? Why? <laughs> Can't see her. Who is this person talking? Is this, oh, hey. Hey, yes, they are the same thing. Absolutely correct. Now watch this here. Let's add a little for the different level to that. It is procrastination and being indecisive the same thing? Can you repeat what she said? Oh, sure. Come come closer for me. Okay, say it again. Oh. The lack of making No no no. Come on. You gotta project your voice. The lack of making not making the decision and procrastinating is the same thing. Because if you're not making a decision, you're delaying whatever it is you need to do. Therefore, you're procrastinating. Okay. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. If not, hold on. No, you didn't look like you heard. You sure? Okay. I, I pulled the laptop up right by her mouth. You got it? <clears throat> Sweet. Now, <coughs> many books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, anybody tell you that if you're indecisive, if you can't make a decision, then... I'm asking you is not being able to make a decision the same thing as procrastination. Hmm. Yeah. We took it up a level. Okay. Okay. So, give, give, you ever done both of y'all? Let's go. Let's go here first. It's Talk loud for me so Tim's near. It's the same thing because if you can't make a decision, then you, you, uh, you waiting to make a decision. Okay. Fair enough. That's, that's, I'll have no problem with that. I would say that if you are a procrastinator. Is that Michael? You are, is it on now? Yeah. If you are a procrastinator, you are a great decision maker because you are making a decision to procrastinate. Ooh. You mm. cannot call yourself a procrastinator <coughs> and be indecisive mm. because you choose. Mm. Procrastination mm. is a choice, that's a decision. Mm. I decide to wait a long time before I complete this task. Mm. Okay. I have no issues with that at all. She's punching people in the stomach, isn't she? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Indecision is a, de a decision. The way I like to say that, but I didn't make it up. I got it from the movie the Compass, but not the one, not the the blockbuster hit. It was a self-help movie called The Compass. And action is, no, excuse me, in action is actually an action, just not a act, an action that will serve you. In action is actually an action, just not an action that will serve you. Because most of you think, well, if I just don't do anything, I'll be safe. But that's, like Shannon said, that is a decision. You've made a decision to give your life up to the forces that are against you. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going to take this a little deeper. 
is having too many options, the same as procrastination and lack of a decision. Yes, come on. Oh, yes. Most of you are plagued by too many options, not procrastination. Go ahead. Is, too, is having too many options the same as procrastination or lack of a decision? Okay, that's fair. Let's go deeper. I'll say, what's the second option? What's the lack of this? The first one was procrastination and lack of a decision. I'll say lack of a decision. Fair enough. That's still procrastination. Well, because I could be a promoter, I could be doing videos, I could be doing all of this, but I, I'm lacking a decision to make one my profession. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's correct. No, that's absolutely correct. I, I like to hear what Shannon has to say on this. I feel like uh, having too many options is a self-sabotaging behavior. Yes. I feel like it is a tool that procrastination uses so that I can cowardly say, I'm not procrastinating, I just have too many Procrastination and lack of decision. It's lack of decision because you're giving yourself too many. That's Either right. it serves your burning desire or it doesn't. That's, That's right. only two options. That's and right. if it doesn't serve your burning desire, it shouldn't be an option. Oof. No, we, no, no, no. Everybody's clap for that last thing. <laughs> Man, she knocked me back on that one. I was good to stand up. I know I did lower body workout the other day, but that was my legs that gave up on me. That was that comment. Now, do me a favor, Mr. Will, if you can turn this around on me. For me to <coughs> make sure they can see me. I need to stand up and illustrate this. Got it? Got me? Okay, good. You guys seen the secret, haven't you? The secret in the book. Remember how he says, your wish is my Most of you simply don't have 
It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple. Intuitive and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch, and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash B2B and enter B2B to A to Z in the how did you hear about us section to get started. Now, fine. I I want to give me a house. One story. Watch, okay, exactly. Yes, yes. Good, good, good. Okay, now watch what she just did. I want, okay, I want a one story house. Now, God, with his big hands, just like Carfax commercial, he clicks a little button and these infinite possibilities of one story houses come up. Now he says, which one? The red brick one with the driveway and the two-car garage with the swimming pool in the back. Okay. And wood floors. Boom. With the mother-in-law apartment. Okay, God bless you. You're, you have a great heart. If that's what it's called, that doesn't mean that's what it's been used for. Oh, okay. Unless <laughs> yeah. she got the pins on, I'm going to need her way over there. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is recording, I'm my mother-in-law is the greatest little player. She really is. She stays out my business. But that's a, that's, a, no, that's a sign of a good mother-in-law. No, I know. The ones know. that stay out of your business. I know. Okay. All right. So did you can you give me your house again? And watch me be God or the universe or the ether as she is listing her house. Do it with microphone, buddy. I say a red brick house with a two-car garage, a fenced-in backyard, and a swimming, swimming pool. Oh, this is my command. I got you. And it can be white, gray, red, or white. There 
bless you. He can never give you what you desire. He can only give you what you need. Because he's right now a 600 foot square. <coughs> you only have what you need. Yeah. Because your dominant thoughts, according to Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we've got some school teachers in here. Abraham Maslow wrote an essay, which is a theory about the hierarchy of needs, in 1948, more than likely, or 43. And what he did was he wrote a nice, wonderful thesis and proved it about how human beings have five different needs. He would later do an addendum to it and make seven. But one of the first needs, the, the first need, was basic survival needs. So you have what you need, because whether you know it or not, you want basic survival needs. House, 21st century living, running water. When you were living in the streets, all you wanted was those basic things. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, now watch this. Hey everybody, this is Antonio T. Smith Jr. here at the Secret to Success podcast. You know, we've talked a whole lot about HR people from a lot of organizations. You've had millionaires on this podcast, billionaires, all talking about the same thing over the years. And if there's one thing that I know is that learning and development professionals say it's this. Getting their employees to use learning tools is a constant uphill battle. But guess what happened? Then they mentioned LinkedIn Learning. It's different. And why is it different? Well, I'll tell you why. Because their employees are actually using LinkedIn Learning. Come on, guys. You know LinkedIn. Like the famous LinkedIn, LinkedIn Learning. LinkedIn Learning is amazing. It's L&D pros at 78 different Fortune 100 companies say they choose LinkedIn Learning. They choose LinkedIn Learning because it teaches skills to people that they can use right away. LinkedIn Learning lets them know Let's say employees know how LinkedIn Learning knows what employees need based on insights only available from the LinkedIn community. It uses these insights to then understand which skills are most in demand and publishes 60 new courses every week. That's bananas. Then LinkedIn Learning makes personalized recommendations to every single employee. Visit LinkedInLearning.com slash S-T-S. That's Sierra Tango Sierra. LinkedInLearning.com slash S-T-S. And sign up for a demo today. The link is in the description. Now, in the basic of things, when you get there, you want the next thing now. After you get your basic needs, now what you want is relationship. That's the second have your whether it be work relationships, okay. friends, okay. Yeah, yeah, relationships as in a definition like I have some single women like I'm tired of being you men anyway. I, uh, I get these goals. I don't need to get you. Okay, I understand. I, I, I completely understand. And then the married women is like, I wish I was like that child. I understand. I completely understand that too. <laughs> so, so you get these relationships, but watch this thing. It's funny thing about it. Once you, this is where you have to be careful. Once you meet one level of need, it's called 
the hedonic problem or something like that. Once you, I don't, I don't know why I know all this stuff, but once you reach a certain level of need, you are no longer happy with what you have. Every time you supply a need, it made you happy to get it. Then when you, hedonic treadmill, that's what it's called. You can literally look this up. I knew it was in there somewhere. It's called the hedonic treadmill. So not kidding. Once you get a need, basic needs met, you're not happy with your basic needs no more. You try to move out. So when you get fed, and once you get into a relationship, you're not happy anymore. You got to go to the third one. Yep, hedonic treadmill. Yeah, I don't know why. I got a whole catalog of it, right? And so you got this whole thing going on. Now, I have to explain all that so I can catch you back up with the half of those hierarchy needs. Most of you keep whoever you think is blessing you or whatever you think is blessing you in this constant motion of trying to give you what you want. So instead of giving you what you desire, you only get those basic needs. Does that now make sense? Okay, good. Now watch this here. Now start doubting. Okay, you, you ain't got to pretend this here. You get a million dollars today. Of course, did you think you'd get a million dollars today? Now I want you to go through all those subconscious thoughts you actually have about getting a million dollars in the next four hours. Give them two. Blurred. <laughs> those are different thoughts. Okay, that's not going to happen. Where am I going to get that? How? Okay, well, see, I want a million dollars. Sure, my child is yours. Give me something. Now, watch this here. Come watch this. Yes. Now, give it. Come hold this mic for me. Come hold this mic for me. Here's what actually happens, okay? So, for audible version, I was pulling back my hand. Here's what actually happens. Because you got to remember, every thought is a thing. Now, you want a million dollars. Now, doubt. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Let me take that back and let me give you more. Not going to happen. So, you think you're not getting the million dollars. That's not what's happening. You're getting what you wanted, and that was not going to happen. Okay? Give me, give, me, give me here. Let me give, give me here so I can do it this way. No, no, so they can see it here. Okay. Here is the million dollars. No, no, well, yeah, no. They can see me. Just come right here so okay. she can see. Here's the million dollars. Not going to happen. Hey, get more of what's not going to happen. Does that make sense? Yes. You're always getting something. You think you're not getting what you prayed for. You're getting what you really prayed for. So when you pray in desperation, you're not getting your prayer, you're getting the desperation. I'm trying to free somebody here today. <laughs> Guys, you can spend. And this isn't a, this isn't a slight on any field of thought that I'm about to name. You can spend all your undergrad bachelors, freshman through senior year. You can, you can spend all that in psychology and never learn what I just told you. You can spend all that in business and never learn what I just told you. Whatever it is, this is real life. Because the people teaching you more often than not don't even have a grasp of their own dominant thoughts. Their dominant thoughts just led them to be able to teach not to do. 
This is why most teachers, I we talked about this earlier, that teach about businesses don't own a business. They just have a bachelor's in business. Or a master's in business. Because you're not going to be, unless you teach an associate's degree in business, you're not going to be able to teach business and a bachelor's. Get it? <laughs> All right. So, I spent a little time there because, as usual, the way my brain works and the way people write, the, mo the first thing is always the most important thing. You don't grasp that, you don't grasp anything. Make sense? Okay. Procrastination is the opposite of decision. <clears throat> don't have to talk about that, we just talked about it. People who succeed invariably come to decisions promptly and change these decisions slowly if and when they change them at all. Anybody want to comment on that? Does anybody know what that means? People, you want me to repeat it how I read it or you want me to repeat it in plain English? <laughs> okay, in plain English. People, successful people, successful people, successful people take a long time to make a decision during due diligence. But when they do make a decision with 100% information, they quickly come to that decision and they never change it. If, well, they rarely change it if they do at all. Does that make sense? Did I explain that a bit more plainly? Indecisive people are the opposite. They make really, when you give them 100% information, they still take all day to make, decision, make the decision. And then when they finally make it, they change it real quick. You cannot be successful constantly changing your decision because that makes you indecisive and you just keep this action going on. Yes? What if the decision that they made was <coughs> wrong, not a good decision? Who was they? The yes. successful person. Define wrong. And I have to ask you that because... What if the decision that the successful person made turned into a failure? They keep going until that failure becomes opportunity. I totally get the question. There's only one acceptable question that you could ask <coughs> that has an acceptable answer for successful people is when they feel the flow of things, the ebb and flow, they are so aware that this doesn't feel right. They stop and evaluate the circumstances. Does that make sense? That's not the same thing as you said. That is to say me and Shannon get into a relationship because we're both highly aware like this, and we like that, and we like this, and we like that. And on this, she said, please, God, don't. This is, this is why I'm using her as an example, okay? <laughs> no one like him, Lord. <laughs> okay? So listen, and so, but, but on paper, we should, you know, click him on all that stuff. And we get into it, and we realize, in the flow, we're better off friends. As successful people, we will mutually agree we're better off friends and become best friends. If we're unsuccessful, we'll stay in that relationship 
get pregnant, divorce five years later, and doom our child to some sort of mediocrity or a dysfunctional family. I, I, I totally just spit facts. It doesn't, like, <laughs> this is what it is. You, you get what I'm saying? Okay. So the only exception, you didn't ask the wrong question. This, I'm just trying to show you how successful people don't change their decisions. They will evaluate the flow, the zone is how you would know. They evaluate the feelings of things. And they say, okay, my vibration is not matching this vibration. I need to move or adjust. The decision will remain the same. The method changes. Does that make sense? Because if it's a failure, and let's say it's a, it's a failed business, it's not a failed business. I go bankrupt. Guess what? Since I'm wealthy, I learned all those lessons in that failed business, and I start another company that does not go bankrupt. So even then, you still can't call it failure. Because I saw it through to the end, and the only reason I'm a billionaire now is because I saw my greatest failure through to the end. Go ahead, please. So basically you're saying there's no wrong decision. There just has to be a decision made. The, now, great answer, great question. There is a such thing as a wrong decision, but not in the way that you guys understand it. There is, okay, I'm going to push against your religious beliefs by accident. I don't mean to. There is no right or wrong. There is just positive and negative energy. When you say right, <coughs> to what? Here's what you do. This white towel is the right form, the right, the perfect thing, okay? So when I say this is right, I'm saying, let me put it on camera. When I say this is right, I'm saying in comparison to what is perfect. This is right. When I say it's wrong, I'm saying in comparison to what is perfect, this is really far away from that in gradation or levels. Does that make sense? But watch it. Watch how insane the concept of right and wrong is. If it's right, I'm saying it matches its perfect form. If it's wrong, I'm saying it's not. So watch it. If it's right, it's in comparison to this. Okay then, so there's a wrong out there somewhere. Yeah, so is it wrong? No. So okay then, now it's in comparison. You keep yourself in this constant back and forth loop of comparing something to the perfect source and not you. And that is how things become wrong when they don't serve you. Yes, that, that was, I'm not sure if that was confusing, but that was hard to swallow. Go ahead with the microphone. Where do we get our source from if we don't even have a perfect source for it? I would not tell you that there's not a perfect source. Okay, so the answer to your question is somebody told you. That, that's the answer. Okay. At the end of the day, that's going to be the answer. Everything that you believe, somebody gave to you. Please receive that. Like 99% of what you believe somebody gave to you. I'll push that further. Your life is all about 
moving towards happiness. Okay? Shameless plug in my book, so happy and grateful that I'm writing right now. I have a chapter about this. <laughs> Let's face it, right? Shameless plug is how we get, get our livings. And you're always moving towards your happiness. But guess what? There's only two things that make you move, pleasure or pain. <laughs> if it's pleasurable, you move. If it's painful, you move from it. Okay, Sigmund Freud actually um, was the person to discover that. But that's the, that's the truth. So there ain't no right or wrong. It's what you're moving towards or from. The only rights or wrongs are what is universal. <coughs> like the universal laws of physics. That's a right or wrong. Thermodynamics is, is neither right or wrong. It's just that. And if you say it doesn't exist, now you're wrong. Because that's something universal. Gravity. Not, I have a different view on gravity, but gravity. Is not a so when I'm teaching you this thinking origin, I'm teaching you law of attraction. It's not new. They call it new age thinking, but it's not new. It's an old law that you just found out about. You know, when I when you learn about gravity in ninth grade, you didn't say, "Oh, this new thing." I'm not going to believe in that. No, jump off the building. You will believe. You will be a great believer. <laughs> the disciple of gravity. Okay, go against, treat people wrong or incorrectly and watch what happens to you. You will, even if you're successful, you will have a great downfall. History has proven leaders who are disrespectful to their people are always assassinated. From Sun Tzu to the Roman Empire, to no more Gaddafi, or that, let me leave that one out. Let me leave that one out. Because scratch um, your honor. Okay, I got it. The jury will scratch from the record no more Gaddafi. That was a little different. That was, I'm too woke to bring up no more Gaddafi in that man. And to say he was a bad leader. Okay, so with that being said, my question is. So you're trying to do absolutism. There's nothing in the universe. See, as humans, you want to have everything absolute. You want to always say, well, does this always mean that? There's nothing absolute in this universe. So to make it absolute, you're now wrong because it's not a universal law to have anything absolute. There's nothing equal in this. Let me tell you why equality is such a big deal. Because there's no, you're never going to find anything equal in the universe. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, hand me that mic. You're never going to find anything equal. Okay, so everything's just going to mess up. Okay, you cut that one off. Is it off? Okay, yeah, cut that one off. And then when you're ready to talk. You're never going to find anything equal in this universe. Ever. You're never going to find anything equal in this universe. <laughs> lemonade make limits. <laughs> I mean, limits make lemonade. You're never going to find anything equal. And y'all use the mic still. Equal in this universe. Not an equal raindrop, not an equal blade of grass. The reason why every great leader tells you to lower yourself for others is because the only way to get equality, somebody has to lower themselves to lift others. 
There's no other way. There's no other way. Because we're not created equal, although the Constitution says we are. And since we're not created equal, the only way for us to be created equal is I have to get off my high horse and make sure you are equal. By doing something great for you, even though you can't do it for me. Depend on how you're asking that. If it's not helping you, doesn't make it wrong. If it doesn't serve you, makes it wrong. Me helping homeless people always serves me and the world. Me standing up for injustice everywhere always serves me. Because there's a universal law. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to add value to this world. And every time you add value doesn't always add value to you materialistically or in the immediate, but it always serves you. It always makes you a better person. It always comes back. You can always get a cash return on your energy. You can always get something when you do well. Now, when you are doing something that doesn't serve you, because you're helping people that you shouldn't. That's a different story, which actually brings me to the next thing here. A definite objective makes reaching prompt decisions that much easier. So when I know what I want, I will not make a decision that takes me from that. I just talked about you with that. When I know what I want, I can serve as many homeless people as I can without getting served because I know what I want. I'm always on my way to as long as I'm focused on it. Therefore, I can help anybody in my way at all times because I know who and what I am and where I'm going. And you are just the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to get me there, even if my crazy view of time says you're slowing me down. You cannot slow me down when I have a definite, specific objective with a time date on it you're not slowing me down my you're adding value and speed to where i'm going i just have to have the character enough to actually make you important on my way to try to be important make sense when i don't have a definite objective every time somebody gets in my way i'm upset about it you know people like that You've done it yourself. You can't mistreat people and have your objective on your mind. You know why? Because you understand the moment you start planting bad seeds, you go further and further from your objective. Okay. <clears throat> Next one, and we open this up to decisions. Come to decisions quickly and definitely and change them slowly. Has everybody received that? All right, good. Are you ready? Opinions are the cheapest commodity on earth. Keep your own counsel. Please talk about it. 
That's in the book. I promise you it is. Let's talk. This seems to not be feedback anymore. Actually, let me get something from online. Let me, let me get something from Coach T. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. Keep your own counsel. Coach us. Give us your thoughts. I took it as everybody on planet Earth has an opinion. Mm -hmm. So it means absolutely nothing. So I, further along in that in this chapter, maybe like two paragraphs after that, he says, I'm paraphrasing, we handicap ourselves on what others' opinions are. <laughs> so we live a life stuck because somebody's opinion does on something and they mean well, but had no idea what they were talking about or had no idea what they were doing to us. And we get stuck on someone's opinion and stop living our lives. And we think, <laughs> we think waking up every morning is living. Mm. But we're walking, we're the walking dead. We're living an, an unfulfilled life because somebody gave an opinion on what we should or should not be doing. And it goes against our burning desire. And we say, well, since they said it, let me take that as Bible. Let me take that as truth. And I go this way. And this way is the opposite direction of where I need to be. And we walk around miserable and dying because somebody gave us an opinion 12 years ago and we held that as truth and never made a decision to go against what someone told us. So we live a life based off of a cheap opinion, living a cheap life, dying an expensive death. <laughs> All right. Anybody dare to add value to that? Wow.
Take no one into your confidence except the members of your mastermind group. Mm. And be very sure in your selection of this group that you choose only those who will be in complete sympathy mm. and harmony with your purpose. And so it reiterated for me how valuable those purposeful-minded people around you are because that is your counsel. That's right. That is your counsel. And so it was it was for me because I was like the queen at self-sabotaging. And so one of the ways is to dive myself into an unhealthy relationship or be going along really, really good and all of a sudden start talking to somebody that I shouldn't be speaking to or something like that. And so this was a great reminder, smack dab in the middle of reading this book of, hey, watch your counsel. You know, you're shifting, you're you're going a little higher. So be careful because they're coming. And we have to make sure that we're very aware all the time Mm. of who we allow to be, not in our presence, but in our counsel. People can come share things with you all day, but you be very, very careful what you receive from those people, and you be extra careful of what you share with them about what's going on with you. (laughs) All right. As you guys can tell from the online, I mean, the the audible version here, these two are master speaker trainers and coaches, (laughs) without a doubt, without a doubt. Somebody add value to that. Somebody come behind that. We're not done with that. The the flow of the room says no. I can promise you. With me personally, always asking for somebody's opinion was my low self-esteem. Yes. And once I realize now, once my <coughs> self-esteem is higher, I don't even need the opinions of others. So you needed to be validated. Yes. That's I would ask opinions to other people, just basically say, oh, that's good. But instead, they would give me a negative response. And everything that I just said and did was like, oh, I thought I did so good. Really, in which I really did, I was searching for a, hey, great job. And they would really give me their opinion and it was negative. So let's, let's go back to this, I thought I did so good. Are you aware enough to know that that is what you really wanted to think and really wanted to say? I did so good to live in that state. Think about it this way, and everybody think about this here. When you have a low self-esteem, do you want to be successful? Or do you want to have the reason to say, but I thought. The reason. Because that's what you really want. You want to Repeat that same sentence over and over. You ever been so hurt? This is this is this is true. When you're truly hurt, you say the same thing over and over. You just repeat the sentence. You just. You just but I don't know why. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. Come on now, don't act like y'all not human beings, okay? <laughs> you just say it over and over. Twenty minutes. I don't know why. I don't know why. Why do you do me like that? Whatever, that, whatever your sentence is, go ahead. Give it, give it a mic. <laughs> okay, so true story. 
it's okay. This is what I want you to do. Take off your glasses. No, 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 it's okay. I'll just do this. Now, <clears throat> hand her my towel. Has been used. There you go. Now, follow me specifically, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something. completely. I'll put back on your glasses because no one deserves to look at a world through tears. That's why I made you take off your glasses. Okay? Now, <clears throat> I didn't stop. I most certainly didn't stop to embarrass you. But I didn't stop to talk about it. Not what you think. Stand with me. Y'all stand with me. 
souls. That's why I change your statements to I am. These aren't affirmations in this case. I'm making you claim who you are. I want the one that made you cry twice. Coach T, see that? I think she's clapping for you too. Oh, yeah, you done made her cry. Oh, all right. There it is. There it is. Be proud of yourself. Yes. 
10 minutes. So I don't know <laughs> okay. what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, had the, I had the laptop around for 10 minutes, so I didn't know. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if she was like. Oh, okay. She, that's okay. Then. Well, the good So, what was supposed to happen is what happened. Okay, so immediately, I make a commitment to you immediately after this class, I will upload this recording to you directly before I even get up. Okay? I give you my word on that. Before we leave this building, it will be in your possession. And if you, if you need me to edit your part, soundproof it in, and give it to you in just that section, I will. Whatever it takes for you, actually that, that leads me to a perfect segue. Let me turn this around some break. That leads me to a perfect segue. What's happening with most of you, but it's you that's the victor today, is you guys don't give yourself permission to be great. And then your idea of great is like some esoteric super muscle, you know, it's like, you gotta like stop comments from hitting Metropolis, you know, <laughs> way out there with it. No, great is standing up in a room full of people and saying, I am not her. No, I promise you that. Oh, I promise you that. I promise, I promise you that. I cannot tell you how many people don't have the courage to claim themselves. Especially when you have low self-esteem. <laughs> See, go ahead. Hello. Amen. <laughs> you got something you want you want to add value right there? Anyone? Go ahead, please. Because the energy is here. <laughs> that be you hit his driveway right now. <laughs> you sure? No comment. <laughs> He's talking to his children. Yeah, but yeah, the universe, God knew how to translate that. And now you, you all in my driveway right now. <clears throat> you have to give yourself permission. This is why I made you. I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I realized that the more you kept talking, the more you gave me a picture of what was actually going on. And I immediately recognized that you need to claim yourself. The new one. The only one that matters. It's the only one. Your past only matters because it pushed you to what actually matters. Nothing more. Nothing more. You are great and it's time for you to claim it. Because the only one, there's only two people that never want you to claim that you are great. You, if you have low self-esteem, or the opposing force against you. That is all. And be, and be, be careful, because the negative force can jump into people. And you think it's them. Nah, it's just your opposition. That's all. It's just your opposition. And just take the form of the person that can hurt you. Or they jump into you. Or the person who can hurt you is being used as the force against you. But as long as you are I am in yourself, nothing can stop you. Nobody can ever stop a person that knows their purpose. 
as you know your purpose, you'll never let anybody take you out of it. Ever. I promise you. And you'll be, people will be like, where do you get this strength from? It's not strength, it's purpose. People ask me all the time, man, how do you take criticism? It's purpose. I know right where I'm at. But they talking about you. Really? I didn't even know they knew me. Since I know me, I am already, and I was explaining this with the man, me and Tempest were doing a podcast like last night or something. Since I know me, I operate in a constant state of forgiveness. I've already forgiven you for stuff you're going to do for me, to me three years from now. I'm sorry. I'm you don't know. Five years. <laughs> and then I am built for you against me because I can't see you. I only see my purpose. Amen to that. That's it. Blind to everything. Ray Charles to the uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Ray Charles to the <laughs> That's it. Seriously, I am only the only people that, and, and Shannon actually mentioned this earlier from the book, the only people that could ever affect you are the people in my mastermind group. Not because you have specified knowledge, not because you're in the group, not because you're a mastermind, but because I chose you to be there. And when I choose you to be there, I tell you, lift up and be in my garden. And when I do that, you plant seeds that I have to reap. It's the only way anybody can hurt you is if they're in your garden. You cannot make me eat the toxic stuff that you planting over there. I let people I mean, literally, the people are so poor. They plant negative seeds in their garden and throw them at me. What you want me to? You want me to cook this? What you? <laughs> you want me to make this a recipe? I, I have nothing to do with that. That's you and your problem. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's oh, I understand. Look, that's you and your problem in your garden. Now you done spent all that energy planting. Planting the seed, taking it out the ground just to throw it at me. Do you know how much of your life you waste? You can only reap in two seasons in a year. Spring, fall. That's it. Summertime, you live enough what the spring is. Wintertime, you live enough what's in the fall. <coughs> you can't plant in the winter, ground's too hard. You can't plant in the summer, ground's too hot, too dry. If you think I'm just talking about land, I promise you the laws of this universe are so definite, so specific, so consistent. Your life is that way. I was just explaining <coughs> to two of them, everybody in here is in reaping season. It's the fall. You got zero dollars in student loans. Brand new car. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you right. We can clap for zero. We can clap for paid off student loans. We don't clap for nothing else. 
we gonna clap for student loans. <laughs> Zero dollars student loans, new cars, record company deals, driving situations being fixed. We are reaping. Nonprofits being started. We are reaping. You got to be careful because when you reap this much, winter time's coming. What comes after January? Okay, spring. That's when. What comes after the month of January? Does it happen all your life? Yeah, as long as I'm here. As long and your kids is February. What happened after January? So we're in the fall. What comes after the fall? Can can any of you stop the winter from coming? From coming. So get ready for it. Get ready for the cutback season. It's coming. And your job is not to die in your cutback season. That's your job. Your job is not to die in your cutback season. There's only one scientific way to do that. It's why you're reaping in the harvest season. Start sowing. That's it. You reap now. You live. Hopefully, you have planted enough that you can last through the cutback. So when, if you do it correctly, by the time you get to spring, you won't even have to eat the harvest of spring. You'll still be on fall harvest. And if you do it better than that, your children would never have to reap their good harvests. They'll still be off your generational harvests. I promise you, nobody in the Morgan family is struggling. J.P. Morgan. You understand? It's just not happening that way. So receive that. Wintertime's coming. And the only way you get to survive the wintertime is to double down in what you're planting. But guess what? Nobody plants good seed if they're afraid to say, I am. And you remember that. Because when you haven't claimed your life, you'll never plant seeds and let you claim it. Whenever you have not claimed your life, you will never plant seeds that will let you claim it. Now, I do want to go to Coach T here. And you guys be ready for this. Just about all of you to be here for the next year as we have a bunch of new students in this class as we're ending this season of class. <laughs> as we're ending this season of class. But Shannon and Tempest will have major teaching roles in the class. Yes. Congratulations. <coughs> yes. Major teaching roles. So, Coach T, and the energy of what we're talking about, procrastination from the book, from what's happening right now, won't you give us what uh, Infinite Intelligence is telling me to lend the mic to you? It's just an I don't silence. know why infinite intelligence is telling you to lend a mic to me because I don't have anything to say. You once told me a story about how you stopped asking for permission. Do you mind repeating that?
I don't remember the story per se, but I will say I got it from Lisa Nichols, and I actually watched um, a video of hers today. Really? And she was talking. So you mean Infinite Intelligence was telling me then? I'm sorry, go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> uh, she was talking about accepting the divine calling on your life. Mm. And she says that <laughs> most people are more committed to their familiar discomfort than they are to an unfamiliar new possibility. And if you're not giving yourself permission to accept possibilities or abundance or what you dream about, then you're going to stay comfortable in discomfort. And you don't grow there. You don't prosper there. You plant you plant mustard seeds there and receive mustard seeds harvest, which is cool. That's not a bad thing. But is that really worthy of you? The Bible said have faith the size of a mustard seed. I want to say at least a mustard seed. He didn't say stop at a mustard seed. So, can you can you give yourself permission to plant whatever, I don't know, seeds like that, a larger seed, so you can receive a larger harvest, so you can go out and do greater things? Can you, can you trust yourself? Can you put down procrastination and pick up your purpose? Because mm. you can't get there. And, well, eventually I get there. I don't feel like it. Or I'm too tired because it's gonna pass you up, and it's gonna pass you up. And somebody who is waiting for you, somebody who needs to hear your voice, is gonna die unfulfilled because you procrastinated on your purpose. Your purpose was to save somebody, and now they're lost. They're confused. They're unfulfilled. Because you decided that being comfortable was worthy of you. Then you missed the fact that your purpose has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with how you serve this world, how you give others, how you lower yourself in order for others to be, you know, even with you. So are you bold enough to say, I don't live here anymore? And to act on, I don't live here anymore. Are you bold enough to say, I don't deserve this. And I deserve to plant seeds today. So this time next year, my life is unrecognizable. Are you willing to sacrifice your ego and your pride and, you know, the facade that you put on? And get real with yourself and say, I'm not where I pretend to be. But I'm willing to put in the work for where I choose to be. Mm. Give yourself permission to step out and do the things that you dream of. Even if that means looking in the mirror and say, hey, I love you. Hey, you look good today. You know what I mean? Um, you can't live. You can't live your life. On a cheap commodity of someone's opinion. Because they're never going to give you an opinion that's worthy of you. They're going to give you an opinion that keeps you 
Procrastination, pick up your pro I thought you said you ain't have. Yeah, I thought you said you ain't had nothing to say. And all of a sudden, you, Lisa Nichols, in this class is all aligning together. Hmm. Hmm. Doubt thou not the ether again. How about that? All right. Okay. Let's get into the one last hard thing. Anybody have something else to say? We'll be here. <clears throat> to the end of the class. Any, feel free. It, it won't matter. I have no agenda. Well, we are on the agenda. I have no hidden agenda. Okay, so I'll read it and then keep what you have to say for this. Like, put it in here. Put it in here. If, mm, which one? If a decision is worth anything at all, it is worth sticking to until it's been completely worked. Okay? <clears throat> One more. Do not listen to people who ridicule because of their own misconceptions and inferiority complexes. Can you repeat that last thing? Yes. Word for word, it says, I got you. Do not listen to people who ridicule because of their own misconceptions and inferiority complexes. If you look at the main thread, I am copying and pasting for you the last two things. Everybody has access to that, so you're more than welcome to have it. <coughs> As a matter of fact, let me help all of you. I will copy the whole principle seven. Does that help? Yes. Okay. I will. I will email everybody the notes after, after, you know what, let me see if I can do that. No, no, hold on. <coughs> let us see if you can have all my notes up until now. Let's see if it copies and pastes. Okay, we're missing something. Okay. There you go. Now I have to get to... All right, here we go. You guys are now welcomed. You now have all of my notes that I have accumulated over the years. I had to send them in two sections because it was too many. Thank you. Yes. Thank yes. You. Up until chapter, well, principle seven. If I give them to you now, you're not going to read. <laughs> you're not going to read, okay? <laughs> yeah. No, do the work, okay? I really want to focus on this last part. <clears throat> if a decision is worth anything at all, it is worth sticking to until it has been completely worked out. This is dresses you. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if a decision is worth anything at all, it is 
worth sticking to until it has been completely worked out. Open dialogue. Whatever you want to say. Okay, let me lead you a little bit. Let me hear from you back there. Come on up here real quick. Come on up here real quick. Now, there's one thing she does well. Well, Sometimes that will, most times. Some, most times she does well, sometimes she don't. That's because we're all human. <coughs> it's when you have a plan and you're surrounded by the right people, you stick it through. Why do you do that? No matter what. That was her question, but that's okay. I'll let you. As soon as she answers, I'll let you answer. Why do you stick through when you're surrounded by the right people, no matter how hard it gets? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that answer. Why? <laughs> okay, so why do you not want to let us down? Okay, that's that's why I called you for this one because I know your talent being responsibility. That's why I called you from the back. Now, why is it on you? This is actually a good thing. It, it could be a bad thing, but you, you, you kind of, in most cases, you use it in the right manner. Yes, why do you feel that letting us down is your responsibility or the mission is your responsibility? Well, we'll talk a little louder so uh, Tim is going to hear your mind. I feel like it's what? It's given to me. It's given to you. So you take full responsibility when you're surrounded by the right people. Let me, let me get let me do what you gotta say. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're right. I forgot the question. <laughs> Why do you stick it out when you're surrounded by the right people? Just because. Well, one of the reasons is because they also want to see you succeed. Okay, so I got three answers here. Hold on. Keep the, yes. Okay, let me repeat the three so we can get to the fourth one in 
I take responsibility because I feel bad if I don't. Was that is that fair? What she said? No, I think I'm, I feel like I'm misquoting that. Oh, no, it says my responsibility. That's basically what you said. And then what was number two? Number two was there's no excuse because the right people will influence you in the right way, a positive way. Good. Number three is because they want you to succeed. Also. Because they want you, you're in the atmosphere in which people want you to succeed. Number four. So it's not really number four, it's a question. Okay. An observation that I made with working with Grace <coughs> has, to me, what I see from her, what I get from her, from her being a part of the, the mastermind group is Grace has made a decision that because she is surrounded by, and if I'm wrong, she'll tell me. Because she is surrounded by, but I only got this from observing how she works. Because she is surrounded by people who have the same purpose as her, she has made a decision that she is not going to, nobody is going to work hard and she not work hard. Not in competition, but if you get online after, you're like, man, such and such and such and such really, and Grace feel like, well, I don't think I did all I could do today. She's not competing with such and such and such and such, but she has made the decision that I'm going to give just as much effort, if not more, as everybody in my group because it's my responsibility. Mm, and true. I've seen her work that way, just through even private conversations or whatever. Mm -hmm. She is moved by other people being successful mm -hmm. and those other people wanting her to be successful. So there's no excuse. If they're working hard and nobody's having a slack of day, then Grace isn't going to have a slack of day either. Whereas me, if I've chosen to have a slack of day, y'all can all work hard. Congratulations. I'm going to go for it tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm growing in that area. But with Grace, I feel like it's part of the reason why she was chosen. That oh, yeah. staff, not to Tony's weakness, Grace can be staff to my weakness as mm -hmm. well because ain't no slacker in Grace. None of, and that's a decision that she made. You know, that you're not going if, to, if, if I get on there right now and I say, you know what, Grace, I think I'm about to go get back in one of these courses. I done slacked up on taking the course. She either going to say, yeah, I've been doing that. Or, yeah, you know what, Shay, I slacked up too. I'm going to do it too. Not because she competing with me. Look at her back there. But because that's how she operated. And what it showed me was, Shannon, this is how you fuel people too. People are looking for your effort because it's going to ignite their effort. <laughs> yeah. And I think the power of decision is we all have to make that decision to give top-notch effort because it's like a domino effect. If you're not giving effort, you're going to knock somebody else down. But if you are giving effort, you can pick somebody's domino back up into formation. And that's what Grace does for me in this group. And I think that's the decision that she makes. I, I agree 100%. Everybody's here for a reason. I, I promise you that. I, I, I promise you that. There is, okay. There is, there, let me tell you why. Did you got, good, please. Uh, your energy was popping me in the neck. I want to know what everybody here for so I can give you. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very intelligent thing to ask. <laughs> so, so definitely. Definitely. Remind me, guys, in the next, in the remaining classes to turn the laptop around to, to for more inclusion. I keep forgetting. It's not that it's a big deal. I just, I remember three weeks ago that I remember the last, and I was like, I said I'm doing it enough. Okay. 
there's a reason why I'm doing this. And so this last thing I wanted to talk about, because I don't want you to think about, okay, what's the name of this chapter? And give me in, pick a captain and give me in two sentences what's the heart or the main point of this decision. Who's your captain? All right. And if they look that way, say who's, okay, there you go. You're the captain. <coughs> You're the captain. Give her the microphone. This is I am. Okay. I am the captain. This, this is your moment. This is your moment. I am now my captain or captain. Give us in two sentences or less what's the main point of this chapter. You need to make a decision or you're, gonna get it, you're not going to get anywhere. That's fair enough. That's very good. Clap for her. That's now, I don't want you to do this like you would uh, I have a pause myself. I don't want you to do this like you would do your Bible scriptures. Here's what I mean by that. You just pick one up with no context. Ah, I like this one. And then you, you rub with it with no context. You just, you snatch it out the context and you quote it and you run with it. This was built on top of what chapter? Planned organization. And what was about planned organization? What was the main point there? Writing it down and getting it done. Say, I can't. First off, you whisper it. <clears throat> no, you. <laughs> she got away with it, but you whispered. <laughs> you, what was it? The, there was something. You guys have mentioned it. Be specific. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. What was about chapter, or whatever chapter it is, what was about it? There was something, there was a main point. No, I don't think you're wrong, because there's a main thing there. You, Everybody's talked about it all night. I'm leaning towards application, right? Application in what? In your desire, in your Okay, there's a mind there. Group. Mastermind group. Okay, now, there's a reason why I called her from the back to the front because I knew she, her main thing is I'm responsible for all of this. And there's a reason why I recap one, two, three. <laughs> right? I recapped it because everything that you guys said you said in reference to the group. And I want you not to just pick out this chapter like you do your scriptures. Put it in context to the mastermind group. Think about it now because this is how the book is written. I didn't catch this the first like 20 times I read it. I had to raise my level of awareness. It's not only talking about you making decisions as an individual. It is. But imagine applying this to the mastermind principle. Because you guys just said it. I can't quit because they won't let me. I can't procrastinate. I'm working in that area. 
And the only reason she's working in that area because she's in a mastermind group that doesn't do that as a whole. So by default, she's rising in the weak areas. Okay, the mastermind group is going to force you to do that. Do, do you get it? I get it. So now, <clears throat> think about, in fact, let me just highlight a few things that we've already discussed. I just read them. Procrastination is the opposite of a decision. Think about that in the form of mastermind groups. If you just sit around talking all day and having those three-hour meetings, that is the opposite of a decision or the opposite of a mastermind group. Pick another one. A definite object makes reaching prompt decisions that much easier. You're already going to do group think when you're in a group, according to psychologists, if, you, if you're an average person. So if you're an average person in a mastermind group, are you average anymore? No. You are what the group is. And if they, be honest, how many of you are known to make? Quick decisions and stick by them forever. Okay. Okay. But well, well, watch. Okay. So it's just, it's just me. All right. It's just me. You have to. You got achiever in your top. So you, you may. You, you have have some element. You have achiever in your top five. Okay. So two people. But watch this here. But since being in the mastermind group, how much do you do it now? Think about how much less you procrastinate now. Yeah. Yeah. And how much less you quit now. <laughs> Do you get it? So I don't want you to snatch out this chapter of just decision. Please make it individual. But if you put these concepts, these individual concepts into a group, where you are weak, you're no longer weak. It's not about being well-rounded. It's always about being specific in what you do. But when everybody is specific in what they do in different areas, there are no weaknesses. Not as a group. Mm. Only as individuals. But there are no individuals in a mastermind group. But the mastermind group is filled with individuals. But if you find yourself in a mastermind group, hear me and hear me well. No matter what, okay, I'm going to have to push this, I see. If you find yourself in a mastermind group, no, no, lean in. Yes, yes, you're right, come on. <coughs> yes, you, you, I saw him lean in. Yes, when I say hear me, hear me well, you know I'm going to say something. If you find yourself in a mastermind group, a real one, don't ever leave. Ever. When you leave, you leave to a greater mastermind group. This universe is designed for you to be in cohesive cooperation, not competition. There is a time to there, 
mastermind group stops being a mastermind group or stops serving you, then you must leave if you want, if you want to be successful. Jay-Z, right, the great philosopher, Sean Carter, Jay-Z. <laughs> Take me, he's a philosopher. <laughs> Take me. <clears throat> he left his mastermind group. Jazz O, mastermind group, left that one. He did. That's Jay-Z, Jazz O, Jazz O, fast rapper. Jay-Z used to rap fast at first. If you don't know hip-hop, it's okay. I'll break it down to you real quick. That's who Jay-Z started off with, with the Hawaiian Sophie t-shirts and stuff. Just, 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 just know. That's how it happened. Then he went with Dane. But guess what? Dane Dash no longer served Jay-Z with all that violent stuff in corporate meetings. Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you, no, please, please. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I need, I'm gonna keep listening. No, no, you're fine. Okay, you sure? Okay, I'm gonna come back to you in two minutes. Okay. Okay. So. If you covered it, I'm gonna say you got it. Okay, got it. I probably won't, because it was probably just for you to give value. So as you leave these groups, you're leaving them because they don't serve you. And you left Dame Dash, right? And then you got here. Then he went to Def Jam, president, left there. Smart people know when to check out. Oh. Loyalty is the killer of success. If that loyalty is not in prosperity. There have been more people that have loyalize their way to poverty than ever to success. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but guess what? I'm not telling you not to be loyal, but you be loyal to the principles of success and the people who follow them. Because everybody who's ever preached or talked to you about loyalty, odds are they're poor. Because that's all you know. And all your advice has come from people who are giving you advice that doesn't benefit them. And they're giving it to you. Okay, two minutes up. I did? Okay. <laughs> Mastermind, if you ever find, listen, I'm telling you, the reason I'm stressing this, I knew it, I got it highlighted. Like, it's literally, it's literally Highlighted in my little note thingy. It's right here. You see the highlight. It's highlighted right there. It's highlighted. Right there. It's highlighted. Because it's it's important. It's important for you to realize this here. Your low self-esteem, your ego, will make you allergic to positivity. Telling you this, I'm trying to be as nice about it as possible. I've lowered my tone. I don't want to beat you up. But when you're really negative, you don't like positive people and you think they're fake. <laughs> Ain't nobody that positive. What she want from me? And you end up. Go ahead, go ahead. Like, when I started being in this group, and then I 
Forever. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I go to my friend's house, my friend lay down the street, and I go to his house, and I'm like, oh, that's what I'm writing here, too. You must be Will Smith up the pursuit of happiness or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> section from So Happy and Grateful that is coming out. <laughs> Very important. It fits here. It fits here. Very important. Okay. By the time you guys hear this, it'll already be out. So Happy and Grateful comes out December 5th this year. If you did not know, now you know. That's the date Tempest set. Tempest runs my whole schedule. Okay. December 5th. It comes out this year, December 5th. Go ahead. You can just keep it. What happened? No, go ahead. Whatever. Ah, oh, man. Worry about it. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Some, sometimes I've learned how to kill what's important to me to be important for everybody else. Very hard. Very hard. Very hard. <laughs> Very, very hard. It really is. I've learned how to kill what's important to me in order to be important to everybody else. It's very hard. It's, it's not, it's, just, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. Because what's important to you isn't always, in, doesn't make you important. And it doesn't make you add value to people. It just makes you be passionate about what's important to you. This is why you spend a lot of time proving points but never solving them. Okay. I want to encourage you about staying inside of a mastermind group. I'm telling you, the only reason I have to do this is not that you've done something. The only way you get out of something good is if you've convinced yourself you are bad or deserve bad. All right. Tibbs, can you hear me? Okay, she said yes. Why don't you unmute and let me hear you say yes. Just so I can hear your voice and, and then, you know. She rolled her eyes I so good. You. She rolled her eyes so good. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes
You are a survivor. <clears throat> this is from chapter three. It's called, right now it's called, it's Master Your Emotions. You're a survivor, but you don't feel like it. When you're exhausted, you become fearful in safe places. It is called compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue is a state experienced by those helping people or animals in distress. It is, it is an extreme state of tension and preoccupation with the suffering of those being helped to the degree that it can create secondary trauma, secondary traumatic stress for the helper. Dr. Charles Finley says that, and I quote the source. Caring too much can hurt. When caregivers focus on others without practicing self-care, destructive behaviors can surface. Apathy, isolation, bottled-up emotions, and substance abuse had a long list of symptoms associated with a secondary traumatic stress disorder now labeled compassion fatigue. There is nothing more important than this moment right now. We all need to be reminded of this. Don't be moved by exhausted emotions. Frankly, when your emotions are exhausted, they will send you false signals. They will make you distrust people who love you. They will make you tired when you're full of energy. They will make you feel like you have no appetite when you haven't eaten a single thing all day. When you get tired, you make dumb decisions. And there is no way to be happy when you're suffering from compassion fatigue. Don't be moved by exhausted emotions. What do you do when survival no longer feels like success? My friends, one of the moments, one of the most dangerous places to be on planet Earth is between your breakdown and your breakthrough. There are so many opposing forces that will come against you when you're in this location. There are, there are infinite possibility of a number of distractions that could come against you and you never allow and never allow you to use the energy needed to get you to your breakthrough. There is nothing wrong with being tired, but you have to learn how to master your emotions. When you are tired, you cannot listen to your own thoughts. When you are tired and try to fix your own problems, you will create more of problems you have to fix. When you isolate yourself and kill any, you kill any chance you had of getting any right answers because you are only filled with all the wrong answers. Don't be moved by exhausted emotions. When you spend your life thinking that you can't make it when you can, you will find yourself very unhappy. You must learn that when you are not happy, it is a very hard, it's very hard to trust your decision-making paradigm. You will begin to lash out at people for no reason at all. You will lose your motivation to change your life. Being unhappy makes you fearful. Being unhappy takes the pleasure away from surviving. Being unhappy takes your perception off the good in life and only allows you to focus on all the things that are keeping you unhappy. Being unhappy will ruin all your relationships and cause you to make the 
other party unhappy because you won't allow anything they do to you to make you happy. When you're unhappy, you would deny yourself the right to be happy by any means necessary. Something wonderful will happen to you and you would say things like, it's not going to last. When you say things like this, you become a killer of happiness. There's obviously more. I write long chapters. Fair enough. I said that. I had no idea I was going to read this, but I wanted to help you stay in the plane. The decision, this chapter is deeply rooted in the chapter before. And that chapter, the chapter before. They're not just things you can snatch out and get an understanding. There's a hole here. And when you leave your mastermind group that is serving you, it is because you believe you don't deserve to be served. Remember what I'm saying? <clears throat> because you've attracted everything in your life, even this conversation. There is no way in the world that I can have this conversation and you didn't attract it because you would have missed today. Everybody here, for whatever reason, needed to hear what I just read or said in this class because you're in the right place at the right time. You have come to this junction because you're supposed to be here. And if you feel like you're not, it's not the group. It's you. And you are worthy of any group. You first have to be worthy to yourself. So leave not any mastermind group because this life is not about competition but cooperation. And most of the laws of success are in harmony with cooperation. The reason why you're not successful is because up until recently, you've done everything by yourself. And that automatically puts you on the road to poverty. Let me pray for you, Lord. We thank you that we have a place that is safe. place in which we can stand and say I am a place in which we can hide in the back of the room and it be okay a place in which we can be sad and get a hug a place in which we don't want to talk and no one forces us and then when we need to talk people encourage us God is not many that offer us this. And we're just grateful 
allowed us to find at least one. Now abundance works in a manner in which we cannot eat from the tree of abundance by ourselves. Funny thing about an orange tree that we plant, if we ever plant it, we can't eat all the fruit that comes from it by ourselves. We either share it or it goes bad. May that be a word for us. A directional compass that guides us to sharing our abundance. Because we can't eat it all. We have to cooperatively share it. And as we leave this place, give us the confidence to stay in the group that serves us, even if we feel like outsiders. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that might be one of the realest classes thus far. Hey everybody, you may not know it, but you probably not subscribed to my videos. I appreciate you for even making me a community. Team ATS, we are here. There are three things that I am accomplishing and changing the world, or at least aiding to change the world. Here's thing number one. Every single time that you watch one of these videos and every single time you subscribe, you help boost this community and help me give out a, a whole lot more information for free. Another thing that you're doing, and this is probably most important, you help me pay for salaries, okay? Team ATS, the minimum wage for Team ATS, the people who work here, is $22 an hour. That's pretty cool, right? Every time that you subscribe, buy something from me, or now I'm gonna ask you to go to my Patreon page and give a donation. That could be $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, or if you like me, $25,000 a month. I appreciate you who's gonna do that. 100% of every donation that comes through goes to salaries or video production, which is the second thing. You know, look, this is 4K content, right? All this stuff costs money. So instead of me taking money from people, what I'm doing is I am literally creating salaries and using this money for production and more salaries. I don't use the money for me. I am literally helping people, bringing people out of poverty. I specialize, I am so excited about group economics that I typically hire people with felonies or need a second chance or someone, the daughter is 15 years old and need insulin. I love those kind of people because they're hungry and they need an opportunity. So please go to Patreon, okay? Go over there, go over there right now, over. I'm not sure where my editing team is gonna put it. It could be over here, could be. Click one of these things, you know what I'm saying? Go over there and do a donation. Now, that's if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. Just set me to see first, put on the notifications, click that alert bell if you're on YouTube, however you find me, and you'll be helping that way. But if you have a dollar to spare, $5 to spare, $10 to spare, 
I promise you, you'll be aiding people in salaries. Let's stay together. Now, if you're on the same vibration with me, if you're trying to raise the higher consciousness of this world, if you believe, if you be faithful to the few, you'll become rulers over many. If you vibrate at that frequency, let's be faithful. Let's, you know, give a dollar or two. Let's help somebody else so the universe can help us. I really appreciate you. Team ATS is in the building to stay. A third thing that I'm doing, because I promise you three, so I've actually started my own Oprah Winfrey network, but ATS network. So expect to see a whole lot more content. Expect me to start paying content providers and content creators. Expect me to give people a platform where they can get paid for their videos. I really appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you. Let's make this community one of the most popular and one of the most paid communities so we can pay others. I give you my word, 100% of the money that's drawn from these videos goes to creating salaries or upgrading equipment. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. I have felt so much in life. I've been so evil. I've done everything in life to mess it up. And I have. I have completely messed this life up. And then I changed. And then I start applying things that I didn't know, but I always knew. You call it the law of attraction. Or maybe you don't. Or maybe you're religious and maybe you're not. Here is what I know. I know that we all have a karmic debt to pay off. And I have either paid mine off or almost off. And now I dedicate my entire life to you. Please know that as my life is dedicated to you, it means I get beat up a lot. But that's what this is about. It is about people like me putting their gains at risk for you. The crazy thing about life is once we get enough, whatever enough means, if you're a politician, it's enough votes, someone likes money, enough money, whatever enough is, you're a pastor, enough members, we tend to protect it. This podcast is not about protection, it is about you. I sincerely believe in you. I know you're going to be it. I know you're going to do it. Whatever that is for you. There are no mistakes. I want you to share this podcast, but not for personal gain. I want you to share it because I am giving you my every being. So you can turn around and do the same for others. I give away me. And then you give away you. I lower me so you can stand on my shoulders and then you return the favor and you lower yourself so someone else will stand on your shoulders and then voila. No one is lower than the other because we've all lowered ourselves. Finally, the music in this podcast that you're going to hear, I hope it gets stuck in your head. It's actually from my favorite movie, Cloud Atlas. 
It's the cover. It's not the original version, but it sounds just like it. Cloud Atlas is a great movie by the Wachowskis. My second favorite movie is The Matrix, but that has nothing to do with this right now. It is about repeating the same mistakes. And so I'm hoping subconsciously that as you repeat the same mistakes, Cloud Atlas is mostly about ascending from those mistakes. So I'm hoping the words, the music, the melody, everything helps you ascend to where you're supposed to be, which is where you've always agreed you wanted to be before you got there. I love you. This is the secret to success law of attraction. I really, really know that this will be a blessing, a lifesaver to many people. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out 
uh, review and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.